Hey everybody, it is Katie Garrett, your clinical nutritionist and functional medicine specialist, and I'm here today with Philip, my husband. Wonderful. And we will be talking about the third part of our gut health series, which is going to be on how your gut impacts your body. The other two episodes were how your lifestyle and diet impact your gut. I'm really interested in this one because it's something that you don't really think about, this kind of reverse mentality of your gut affecting your body. Typically you think like, oh, I just, I eat what I want and you know, that's nutrition and food and all that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't think about how something inside of you has more control than you do. Um, But today's really going to tie in the importance of the first two episodes. You know, why treat our gut so well? You're going to learn why, because you're going to see how much the gut controls. So let's jump right into it. I mean, what are are some of the ways in which the gut um, affects our body? All right. So, um, and remember when we talk about the gut, we're talking about digestion, absorption, and the microbiome, which is all the living organisms in the gut. Um, But one of the big ways is through our mood. And so they've actually found that about 90% of your serotonin, which is your happy hormone um, or neurotransmitter, is actually made in the intestines. Um, And so whatever is going on in your intestines, especially if it's causing a leaky gut, then that can cause a disruption in your neurotransmitters that are made in the intestines and can make your brain inflamed, which is going to make you feel way more frazzled and depressed and hard to concentrate. Hmm. So I've heard that, you know, our stomach is almost like a second brain, that it also has like different like or as right. many is that is that true? Yeah, that's true. So there's actually nine times more messages going from your intestines to your brain than there are from your brain down to your intestines. Are you telling me that when I get incredibly hungry for different things, that part of that is my gut telling my brain what I want? Yes, not exactly. the other way. Yeah, I mean they've shown that people who have a yeast overgrowth are going to crave more carbohydrates because that's what feeds the yeast. Wow. So I can't just willpower my way to uh, right. a success, huh? Yeah, that's one of the big messages of functional medicine. It's not all about willpower. Like where you are today is not all your fault. You have to learn about how to balance your body so that it will naturally help to keep you healthy. People didn't know all this stuff hundreds of years ago. They just naturally knew how to be healthy because it was, they're giving their body what it needs. And the, the body will tell you what you need to do to feel well and heal. So if you fix your gut and you fix the serotonin production and all that, you're going to feel better. Right. Interesting. And you talked a little bit also about inflammation. Talk about how that messages from your gut regarding inflammation can affect you. Yeah. So, I mean, inflammation is your immune system being activated to a really high degree for too long. And so we talked about in a first episode how we can get leaky gut. And then that means that things from your gut get into your bloodstream. And so now your immune system is like, whoa, where did this guy come from? And starts to attack it. Hitchhiker. (laughs) So you get this huge battle in your bloodstream. And that inflammation can end up attacking um, a certain part of your body like your joints. Pew, 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 pew. Is that the Star Trek guns? Yes. (laughs) So a lot of times when we feel joint pain, it's actually coming from stuff from our gut. And they've shown that things like chondroitin sulfate and glucosamine and all these joint supplements, they're not actually absorbed. The only way they work is through changing inflammation in the gut. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then that reduces joint pain. 
Um, but on this track, it, this inflammation, if you are genetically predisposed to autoimmune disease, and certain families might have where they've got more in the thyroid or more with arthritis, um, then you're going to end up developing autoimmune disease because of this immune system attacking stuff that's leaking in from the gut. And so that's one of our big ways that we help to decrease autoimmune disease. And they find that it's actually certain bugs like... Um, uh, Proteus is a bug that will increase rheumatoid arthritis, and Yersinia is often found in people with Hashimoto's. So it's kind of weird to think about how these gut bugs really can actually cause things like a systemic autoimmune disease. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back for a second. <laughs> I get excited on this topic. That was a lot of stuff. So break it down into simpler terms here. What are you exactly are you saying about gut bugs and autoimmune disease? So like if you have an overgrowth of a gut bug called Yersinia and you get a leaky gut, these Yersinia bugs make it into your bloodstream. And then when your immune system goes to attack and kill it, it says, hey, this Yersinia bug kind of looks like thyroid tissue. So why don't we just attack both, and that way we have our best chances of killing it. So by developing leaky gut, you are sometimes confusing your immune system, which then leads to it attacking the wrong things. Yes. It's not exactly confused. It's more of like, we'll have the best chances of survival. Like, your immune mm. system always knows what it's doing, but if you're just so inflamed that you're not giving enough time for your body to figure out who's who, then it's going to say, this is our best chance. Let's just attack both. And then it develops these antibodies to a part of your body. And now you have autoimmune disease and the immune system always remembers. So it carpet bombs everything. <laughs> kind of collateral damage. I guess so. So, I mean, talk about triggering autoimmune disease. I mean, that also then leads to more inflammation, right? Right. So then you're just, I mean, that's why people with autoimmune disease don't feel well every day, even if they get drugs to treat whatever that one symptom is. Um, and so they've actually found that, for example, in rheumatoid arthritis, giving them antibiotics makes their joint pain go away. It's actually one of the treatments when someone is having a flare in certain autoimmune diseases that going in and killing the gut bugs gets rid of these systemic symptoms. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So let, let's go back to kind of this idea of like your gut as a brain and your gut like, you know, informing your mind and kind of that reverse, like how does that affect how we eat and how we make decisions and all that? Well, one of the ways that can do that is through changing how many calories you absorb from your food. So you can eat um, someone with more of these unhealthy types of bacteria, they can eat like a 200 calorie meal and absorb 200 calories from it. Whereas someone with a really healthy gut might eat a 200 calorie meal and they only absorb 170 calories of it. So it's kind of crazy because you can eat the same amount of food, but you're actually going to be absorbing less if you have a really healthy gut. Um, so you can get more calories out of your food, which they think is... Well, that's you a know. little bit unfair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, come on. So basically what you're saying is that if you cultivate the right bacteria in your gut, you don't absorb as many calories. Could be bad, could be good. I mean, just like, but it helps you almost regulate your weight. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so they, they show that it's probably an adaptive mechanism for people who didn't have access to a lot of food 
you know, you get these bugs and now you have a greater chance of survival. Hoarding calories. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> that's not too good in our society today. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, um, another way it can affect metabolism, though, is through actually increasing your blood sugar. Um, so one of the ways they treat diabetes is through a drug called metformin. And one of the main ways that works is changing the types of bacteria in the gut to make the gut less inflamed which then means your liver will make less sugar because your liver and your intestines are neighbors. Okay. So they hang out together a lot. And so when the gut is inflamed, the liver gets more inflamed. And when that happens, it says, let's make some more sugar so that we can fight or flight. And so if you make the gut healthier, the liver doesn't make sugar, so your blood sugar goes down. And we all know to lose weight, you have to decrease your blood sugar. Mm. Okay, so let me see if I can summarize this for us all. Okay. So your gut tells your brain what it wants to know or what it what it needs to know and all that type of stuff, and that can affect serotonin and things like that and your happiness, basically. It also can, you know, deal with inflammation, and if you have a leaky gut and inflammation, it can release bugs into your system that can trigger more autoimmune stuff. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it can, your specific gut bacteria determines even how many calories you intake, and also your sugar and your blood sugar and, and all that. Philly, you are becoming a scientist. Well, I don't know about that. That's scary, but uh, oh gosh, I need to ponder on that. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job. You did a really good job summarizing that. Um, if you guys have any questions on this, please feel free to ask me in the contact form of my website. Um, and always feel free to submit any type of questions you have for the next podcast. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.